Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have another wonderful show planned for you. We are going to be talking about how to keep your kids safe online with so many of them doing school online and other activities due to the COVID-19. They're online more uh, and so we want to just help you start the school year off right and also uh, just in general keeping your kids safe online, how important that is. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145. If you uh, are listening tonight and you would like to also interact with our Facebook page, you can at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook. We'll be checking that periodically through the show as well. I'm happy to hear and share with all of our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say, I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and The Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call The Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. I love MediShare because they protect and respect life. MediShare is community. MediShare is affordable. MediShare is biblical. MediShare is uplifting. MediShare is family. Faithful. MediShare is hope. It's love. Learn how thousands of Christians can help you save on your health care. Call 844-74-BIBLE. MediShare, affordable, biblical health care. That's 844-74-BIBLE. Home is where the heart is, or is it? Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge. We have some answers for you right here on 95.3 and CannielRadio.com. Join Debbie Rule every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for insights on how to live life more abundantly. At Home with Debbie Rule is your opportunity to call in and get simple answers and share stories. At Home with Debbie Rule, Sundays from 6 to 7 on Caniel 95.3 and CannielRadio.com. Get the answers you need to find your heart at home.
Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. Due to COVID-19, kids and adults are online more than ever and often unsupervised, even in the same space. Help kids stay safe. Parents should stay involved in their digital world, know the apps they use, use parental controls where possible, and block and report people who make them feel uncomfortable. Kids should talk with a trusted adult so they understand online risks. Only chat with people they know and ensure their online accounts are private. Block people they don't know or trust and trust their instinct. If something makes them feel uncomfortable, tell a trusted adult. Kids and parents should stay alert, and people aren't always as they seem online in an online environment where identity is easy to fake. Due to school closings and stay-at-home orders resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic, children's increased online presence has been and may be putting them at risk and greater risk of child exploitation. So parents and guardians, caregivers and teachers can take the following measures to help protect children from becoming victims of online child predators. Discuss internet safety and development on online safety plan with the child or your children before they engage in online activity. Establish clear guidelines and teach children to spot red flags and encourage children to have an open communication with you. Supervise young children using the internet, including periodically checking their profiles and their posts. Keep electronic devices in the open, common areas of the home, and consider setting setting limits for their use. Review games, apps, and social media sites before they are downloaded or used by children. Pay particular attention to the apps and sites that feature end-to-end encryption, direct messaging, video chats, file uploads, and user on autonomy, which are frequently relied upon by online child predators. Adjust privacy settings and use parental controls for online games, apps, social media sites, and electronic devices. Tell your children to avoid sharing personal information, photos, and videos online in public forums or with people they do not know in real life. Explain to your children that images posted online will be permanently on the Internet. Teach children about body safety and boundaries, including the importance of saying no to inappropriate requests both in the physical world and the virtual world. Be alert to potential signs of abuse, including changes in children's use of electronic devices, attempts to conceal online activity, withdrawn behavior, angry outbursts, anxiety, and depression. Encourage children to tell a parent or a guardian or other trusted adult if anyone asks them to engage in sexual activity or other inappropriate behavior. Immediately report suspected online enticement or sexual exploitation of a child by calling 911. You can contact the FBI at tips.fbi.gov, that's tips, T-I-P-S dot F-B-I dot gov, G-O-V, or filing a report with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children by calling 1-800-843-5678, that's 1-800-843-5678, or go to report.cybertip.org, that's report.cybertip.org. Stay safe at home. And stay safe online. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back.
The Haven Family Shelter would like to thank their sponsors that support the mission of The Haven. James Long Real Estate, Riata River Ranch, RES, and At Home with Debbie Rule. The mission of The Haven is to reduce the incidence and the impact of domestic violence and or sexual assault in McCullough, Mason, Menard, Kimball, and Concho County. The Haven provides services and support that empower victims to rebuild their lives and regain their dignity within a safe and caring community. Summer is almost here, and do you want that beach tan without going to the beach? Well, we've got a little bit of the tropics for you right here. Cuts and Such has one month of unlimited tanning for the low price of $45. That's right, one month of unlimited tanning for $45. Cuts and Such is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to noon, for your tanning convenience. No need to make an appointment. Just walk in and experience the newest, hottest tanning beds around. Cuts and Such is located at 1904 South Bridge, so stop by today. If you're looking for the perfect place to exchange your wedding vows, experience romance in the air, and breathtaking sunsets, Terlingua Ghost Town will give you the ultimate destination wedding experience. You will feel a rustic romance with all the history of things remaining the same for centuries, and a modern romance for any couple to share their love. Terlingua Ghost Town brings the beauty and elegance of the St. Agnes Church being the perfect wedding chapel to have the ceremony of your dreams. The celebration doesn't stop at the chapel. It will extend to an exquisite outdoor venue for the most romantic reception under the stars. Fabulous indoor party at the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon. And the most sophisticated accommodations for your guest and the most memorable stay for the bride and groom. There is no place better to start your life whether you are planning a wedding extravaganza or a private romantic elopement. Terlingua Ghost Town is the place to be. For more information about accommodations, the trading store, St. Agnes Church, visit BigBenHolidayHotel.com. And for the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon, visit TheStarlightTheater.com. Your wedding in Terlingua Ghost Town has been written in the stars. Family and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. And this week on the program, we'll be talking about how to keep your kids safe online. Join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking tonight about how to keep kids safe online. Uh, A lot of people online these days, staying at home and doing school online, doing work online, and lots of kids having access to the internet that they might not necessarily have uh, before and might continue if they're doing schooling at home Uh, when the school year starts here very soon. So we want to just give some parents some tips on how to stay safe online with your children and for how 
how you can talk to your kids about staying safe online. Uh, there is a whole other world out there that we call the virtual world, and it's not always safe. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Hi, wonderful wife. Hi, wonderful husband. How are you tonight? It's great to be on your show tonight. What an interesting topic we have. Well, I think it's a well-needed topic. You oh. know, it's sometimes parents don't realize or they think, you know, I trust my kids and they're not going to do anything. And that's, you know, good. And they may not be wanting or intentionally doing anything bad. Uh, but there are predators out there that are looking for innocent people to uh, sway and pull into their um, web of deception, and your child might be one that's pulled in. So teaching them some red flags and teaching them things to look for, guarding themselves, protecting themselves, uh, and you as a parent doing that as well, putting parental controls, uh, will just keep them safe and uh, will deliver them from temptation and also keep them from being taken advantage of by someone that's not that doesn't have the best intentions that's online. Parents could uh, do themselves a big favor if they would do some research into online predation, online predators. There are people doing stuff you would never imagine. And one thing that uh, I want to bring out is these predators will work on dozens of different accounts, dozens of different children, and they'll do it for years. They are grooming, and they have plenty of time, and they've got, that's what they do. That is what they do. And so they're very patient, and they're very sneaky, and they're very demented, and they're evil people. And they've got one goal, and that's to harm your child. And it's just... Once you start educating yourself on these online predators, you'll just shake your head in dismay because they're doing things you would never imagine. And they're representing themselves as all kinds of wonderful things. And they will find a way. They will find a way. If you don't monitor what your child's doing online, they will find a way to reach that child. Well, and um, that is all so true uh, because they are out there for the sole purpose of deceiving and seeing who they can take advantage of. You know, there's a whole other area of just online safety, and that's from predators, but also from just inappropriate content. And uh, there's a lot of inappropriate content on online, and uh, the Internet is a great resource, and it has been a wonderful resource to help people uh, with research and to get information that they need. But there's also a lot of not-so-good uh, information out there and inappropriate content that you want to probably guard your children from. And it's very easy to access. A lot of times it's just misspelling one word uh, that your kids are used to seeing, uh, maybe Paw Patrol, and they don't spell it correctly, and it's going to pull up some um, inappropriate content because that's how they do it. They will, you know, put uh, get a website that's close to what a kid's going to search, thinking they're going to spell it like this, and then they'll pull them into it that way too. So uh, a lot of pornography, a lot of different things that you want to protect your kids from, uh, and 
a lot of times we don't realize uh, that it's so easily accessible and and it's everywhere. And so not only are there predators, but there's inappropriate content, uh, ha- content that you don't want to have your children exposed to. And um, violence, uh, a lot of violent games and apps and things that are out there that are teaching our kids how to be so violent. And violence really uh, has been proven now that uh, as they've seen it in video games and on movies and television programs, has really desensitized kids to having uh, empathy and emotion and feeling uh, because they don't think it's real. They've seen so much in the virtual world that that's real. And so if they really hurt somebody, they don't really think that's real because in the virtual world, you know, they came back to life. So uh, it's, it's, it's really contaminating our, our youth's minds. And there's a lot of kids out there watching things that are not age-appropriate. And age-appropriate doesn't always mean it's good. Um, you know, Boy, you, cert- you got that right. You certainly don't want your five-year-old watching that. What? But, you know, you might not want your 15-year-old watching well, it either. Who's deciding it's age-appropriate? Well, that's exactly right. A parent needs to decide what is age-appropriate, what's appropriate at all. Listen, if you're the parent, you have the right to say no. That's your right. And it doesn't matter who comes against you, a relative, a friend, a teacher. I don't care. You have the right to say no. And don't ever let anybody take that right from you. Don't let your children browbeat you. You're the parent. You've got to be the parent. And you're responsible. You've got to stand up against everything that comes against you as a parent and say, we are not having this in this house. That's right. And the best thing for a parent to do is to model appropriate behavior. Oh, my. You know, if if mom and dad are on the computer doing things that they don't want their teenager doing or their younger children doing, then maybe they should not be modeling that behavior with the kids. And kids know what you're doing. I mean, kids are sneaky. They go and check where you've been online, and they go right there where you've been. And so uh, sometimes the scary part is that our kids know more about our technology and that world than we do as parents and grandparents. Um, I mean, when, you're, when your child has to operate the the used to be the VCR and then the DVD player and then the Blu-ray player and, you know, the TV, the smart TV, when they have to come over and fix all that up for you because you can't figure it out, you're in trouble because they've got things figured out and you might not. Guess who's in control. (laughs) That's right. You better do your homework and you better start figuring out what they're doing and who they're talking to and where they've been. You might not be too thrilled with it. Uh, But it's really the only way that you can can teach your kids and you know just because kids have done things online or you know that doesn't make them a bad child it just means deliver them from temptation you know they talk with friends and friends say hey you know have you seen this new video game out there and well have you check out this app you know it's this and that and whatever and then they go there you know it's it's the cool thing it's the thing to do and so they're going to follow they have peer pressure uh and it's it's tough on them to um, you know, not to fall into that, but they can always use mom and dad as the excuse, you know, oh man, you know, I wish I could, but mom and dad put this dumb thing on our computer that it's called parental controls and I can't get to it. And, 
man, I wish I could, but you know, my mom and dad just, you know, they, they, they took the, I can't do it. So, you know, they can teach them to blame their parents, uh, make their parents the bad guy if they want an out. A lot of times they don't want to participate. They're just looking for someone to help them out. So parents be the one that can help them out. Be their scapegoat. Such a good point, Debbie. Give your children an out. Give them an excuse. Give them something that they can say, oh, I got to go. No, dad said I got to be home. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. No, my parents, you know, let them think your parents are the worst ogres ever. But that's protecting him. Oh, Billy's parents won't let him do anything. Well, you know what? Maybe Billy doesn't want to do the kind of trash you're doing. Mm -hmm. But Billy's parents were smart enough to say, hey, text me, call me, I'll come get you. I'm not going to leave you unsafe. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to always be there. Call me anytime. Uh, If if Yahoo over here invites you to a party, tell him, oh, well, you know, we're going to be out of town. Sorry. I mean, tell a white lie. It doesn't matter. I can't go. Whatever the reason. Everybody wants to be cool. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be like a square. You don't want to be an L7. Those are old old 60s terms some of these folks will understand. But you don't want to be a square. You want to be cool. And, you know, parents can help you be cool. Oh, no, man. I'm not available Friday night. But, you know, maybe next time. Just let it go. Instead of saying, no, I can't do that. Well, and if you if you give your children that opportunity, I know that when cell phones came available and our kids had access to be able to call us, and even before that, uh, our oldest daughter called us from a friend's house very few times that she ever spent the night, or any of our kids spent the night away from home. We were usually the home that had all the kids and uh, and their friends, and so she called us up and there was, you know, some show on Nickelodeon that she didn't like to watch and didn't want to watch. And she called and she said, Mom, I need for you to tell Brooke that I can't watch Afraid of the Dark. And I, you know, she got on the phone and I said, that's right. She's not allowed to watch that. So if she's, you know, if you're going to watch that, then I'll come pick her up. But she can't stay if you're going to watch Afraid in the Dark because she's not allowed. Okay, Mrs. Rule. And then that was the end of it. They didn't watch it. And so give your children an opportunity to make the right choice and to give and give you a call or text you. I mean, I, we've had our kids text us and say, call me. I want you to come pick me up, you know, and we get this text and we call and say, hey, you know, something's come up. We've got to come get you. You know, the something that's come up is you need to come home because what is about to happen, you don't need to engage in. And, and they were always really good about doing that. You know, they were always really good about that. And so uh, I'm thankful that they had, you know, and we even told them, if you go out and make stupid decisions like drink and you're not supposed to be doing that, you know, but by heaven forbid, do not get behind the wheel. You know, call us. It doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been or what you've been doing. Don't make it worse by trying to drive or endanger someone else. Give us a call. And don't get in the car with somebody who has been drinking. Yeah. Call us. We'll come get you. And, boy, we had that occur, (laughs) and we stayed true to our word. We did not tear them apart. We said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, be the parents that set the standard. I'll tell you, there's some parents that won't say no to their kids because they want to be cool parents. Well, God forbid anything happens to your child while you're there in that 
couples care. Yeah. Be the parents that set the standard that other kids say, we don't want to go to their house, there's no fun. That's fine. Be the no fun parent. Uh, I'll tell you what, it gives other parents the opportunity to say, well, you know, the way the rules did it, we're going to do it the same way. We're going to be the per- people that set the standard. Well, you know, we had uh, rules and standards, and it's funny because we always had all the kids. I mean, the kids were always at our house. And so whether you think kids want those parameters, they might buck you a little bit or give you a little bit of mouth, you know, when you say you can't do that. But really and truly, there's a safety and a security that comes with that. And kids feel that. When they feel like they are being protected and that, you know, safe. Secure. Yeah. So it's okay. And it's the same thing with online. You know, your kids are going to be talking to peers. They're going to be talking about different things that they've seen and watch and different things to participate in. And so just be in tune with that. Don't condemn your child. I I think that's the worst thing that you can do is condemn your child for getting into being being curious and inquisitive and just answer questions and, 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 um, tell them, you know, why they shouldn't participate in that kind of behavior, what that behavior leads to, you know, what kind of future that leads to and what that does to your mind and to your spirit. And so um, when you explain to them these things and it's not just, you know, I said no, because I said no. Well, that's, you know, that give them Doesn't the why. Work. They want the why. Why won't you let me do it? And I know that it takes a lot of time and it's time consuming to sit down and explain to your child. And a lot of people are just like, I don't have to explain to my child because I said no. You're you're really doing yourself a disadvantage. Sit down and explain to them why. Why you feel the way you feel about them doing that. Explain to them that it could be dangerous. Explain to them that it is... Um, something that could, you know, harm them in the future as well. And let them know that, you know, you're on their side. You're just trying to protect them. You're doing the best job you can as a parent. And that together, you will make the best of situations. But if your children get into things, you know, firmly correct them and um, and stir them in the right direction. But condemnation and beating down and shaming uh, is probably one of the worst things that you can do. Uh, because that is not going to get you anywhere. It's only going to put them in a bad state of mind, and they're going to do what they're doing more. So, um, you know, encouragement and teaching and providing safe parameters is a lot better way to handle some of those situations than being angry or mad or, you know, throwing the computer out the window. Such good points, and... Parents have to set boundaries, and they have to communicate. I remember our oldest daughter, the shock on her face at 13, when I sat down with her and I said, now you listen to me. I said, I can't stop you from doing anything you want to do. I said, it's your life. It's your life. And if you go and wreck it, you're the one that's going to have to live it. Mm -hmm. She was shocked with that conversation coming from me but we were so open and real with our kids and we developed a relationship we're the parent we're the ones with the money we're the ones that make the decisions we're the ones that say yes or no and that's just the way it is Mm -hmm. and this is why and if you don't have a good reason for them not going say you know what i just don't have a good reason i just don't feel good about it Mm -hmm. you're staying home and have Mm -hmm. a conversation don't slam the door and stomp around like you're Mm -hmm. the dictator have a conversation and let them know who's the boss, who's in charge. I'm, 
I'm the dad. We used to tell them this. Uh, we use the Bible to back ourselves up. We have been called to be your parent and have a responsibility to raise you right, and that's what we're going to do. And that made, you know, that put it all off on God instead of us. So we have a job to do, and we're going to do it. Well, I wish y'all weren't Christians or something like that, but that was our standard. Yeah, and if you find a, some type of motivation that kind of takes that off of your shoulders and puts it on to something else, uh, then it's a lot easier for them to understand they're not going to argue with you. They're going to argue with the source. And so um, that was a that was a good way of handling it. But back to online, uh, we're going to discuss some things that you can do to keep your children safe. We're also going to give you some uh, information on some things that you can put on your computers and phones to keep them uh, protected as well. So stay tuned. There's more to come on the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about how to keep your kids safe online. Stay tuned. We'll be back. Due to COVID-19, you need to stay safe at home and stay safe online. Take these five steps to help stay safe. One, stay alert. Things aren't always what they seem. Two, always think before you share. Three, use privacy and security settings. Four, block people you don't know or trust. And five, tell a trusted adult if anything makes you feel uncomfortable. Stay safe at home, stay safe online. When you think of sinfully nice foods, what comes to mind? Cakes, pies, breads, and sweetbreads? Sinfully Nice Foods is not only sinfully delicious, but has made-to-order sugar-free and gluten-free products available as well. Sinfully Nice Foods is a new home business with baked goods that can be a special order for almost any party, event, or just because you want to be a little sinful yourself. Sinfully Nice Foods is certified with the Food Handlers Program and is ready to meet your needs for your baked goods. So the next time that you need a cake, pie, homemade breads, and rolls, give Cynthia a call at 325-456-7740. That's 325-456-7740. Sinfully Nice Foods, it will always leave you wanting more. Due to COVID-19, kids are online more than ever. These five steps can help keep kids safe. One, talk with children about online risks. Two, stay involved in their digital world. Three, know who they're connecting with online. Four, use privacy and security settings. And five, block and report people who make them feel uncomfortable. Stay safe at home, stay safe online. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Brule, where tonight we're talking about how to keep your kids safe online uh, with a lot more going on as far as uh, schooling online and, um, you know, just uh, a little bit more online activity than usual. 
uh, with the COVID-19. Just thought we would bring some tips to help you as parents keep your kids safe online. You know, kids are online anyway with their phones and computers and um, video games and apps that uh, you need to be aware of what they're doing. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that as a parent. Uh, you have the right to know that and your kids need to understand that that's your right as their parent. And that's what I encourage parents to do is take that authority and, um, you know, not beat them down over it or dic- be a dictator, but just to let them know that, you know, I pay for the phone, I'm going to check it. I'm, I pay for the computer, I'm going to check it. And even if they paid for it, you live in my house, you know, so this is, these are the rules. Our kids were told that, you know, there's nothing private no home. privacy at all. <laughs> Sorry, you have no privacy. When it comes to that, we're going to check you. And, you know, that fall, that really fell between you and I as a couple. You know, we, we told our kids, we said, you know, mom and dad are accountable to one another. You know, dad can check my email and check the computer anytime he wants from, from you know, my usage. I can do the same for him. There's nothing hidden. Everything's open. And so everything is going to be open with you as well. Again, modeling that behavior and allowing them to see that this is a healthy way that we do it. We, we um, are not trying to be intrusive. And as a matter of fact, we're not going to be intrusive, but we are going to be protective. You can't lock your diary. You can't lock your room. You can't lock your chest of drawers. You can't lock your computer. You can't have a hidden password. Nothing. You have no privacy at all because we are responsible for your safety. And, you know, that's, that might sound really harsh, and I'm not saying that they didn't have some. You know, there was, there's some small, I mean, there's there's privacy. I'm not saying that they didn't have any, but when it came to things that could be dangerous or potentially harmful to them, uh, we just we were really careful not to allow We didn't them to be invade able to their hidden. privacy. They didn't think they had any, so they didn't do anything. They didn't hide anything because they knew we could come in at any time. So, yeah, they had a lot of privacy, but they also knew we have the right to check everything. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, you do, and you do need to be checking. Uh, you know, discuss Internet safety. We played a couple of spots here during the halftime um, break, and uh, the first one was about kids. You know, what kids giving them five things to look for online. You know, if there's something that they're uncomfortable with, tell them that they can come and talk with you about it. Uh, help them to be able to put safety parameters in place. Uh, teach them, you know, where they can go and where they can't go. You know, talk with them about that. And then um, there was some things on what parents can do, you know, putting um, parameters and controls on there, checking your kids, uh, giving them an open place to come and talk, and and um, making sure that they're not engaging in behavior that's uh, potentially dangerous. And, you know, this all takes communication. You've got to be able to talk with your kids and share with them. You know, it's another example of children will say, well, why are you doing this? What have I done? Why are you doing this to me? And what you need to be able to say is, I'm going by the guidelines of this book that talks about how to keep your children safe online. Mm-hmm. Or I did some research online about how to keep your children safe online. I'm going by this book. This is our standard. Read this, and this is what I expect of you. This is what I'm going to do, and this is what you need to expect from me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you read some of these stories of parents that have lost their children to an online predator, and all they say is, if I had only, if I had only, if I had only, and mm-hmm. that's 
for the rest of their life because they have uh, sustained a tragedy that there is no recovery from. So your children may be angry with you for a season, but when they get older and have kids, how many times have our older daughter said, I say the same things y'all said to us. Close the door. Get in here. Clean that up. Pick that up. Sit. I mean, parenting is parenting. Mm-hmm. And one day your children are going to be grown, and they're going to do the same thing you did, and they're going to try to raise their kids safely in a secure place to be healthy, productive citizens. Mm-hmm. Um you know, providing your kids a safe place to come and talk to you, that's that's really important. Um, reviewing their games and their apps and their social media. Um, you know, I, I got on social media to begin with because my kids got on social media. And that was back when there was MySpace and all of that before Facebook. And, um, you know, I didn't really particularly want to get on and do all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't. Uh, but I was on to see what they were doing. We monitored what they did. And uh, what their, you know, profiles said and did and looked like. And and uh, they'll tell you when they were younger, you know, that there were times that I would say, you know, <laughs> you need to take that off. We, we Come in here and look at this. You get that off of there <laughs> right off now. Of that. Oh, you know. mama. Um, and so, and, and not very many times did, you know, I have to do that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you just have to kind of correct. But, you know, kids can um, engage in so many different things nowadays. There's just so many different outlets. There used to just be, you know, a few social media. There used to just be some video games. Now there's, uh, you know, live uh, video games where they're all talking with one another and participating together. And, you know, all of those things are fun and good, but there's always a potential uh, danger and um, evil, I just want to say evil, that's out there. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that your kids can't have fun. Um, Let them have fun, but do it within the parameters of safety because uh, it only takes once. You know, you hear horrible stories about young girls meeting people online and, you know, they're lonely or they've been bullied at school or they're maybe a little overweight or, you know, whatever the case is, they're feeling they have no self-esteem and, you know, they think they're talking to another 14-year-old boy and it's a 40-year-old man and, you know, they go off and meet them and horrible things happen. This, you know, you think, well, that will never happen to my child. Well, uh, God forbid that it does. I hope it never does. But if you as a parent put parameters in place, then hopefully they won't. And when your kids are online doing their schoolwork, you know, are they really doing their schoolwork? Or are they engaging in something that you, you know, wouldn't want them to be engaging into? It's up to you to check it and make sure that they are doing what they are supposed to be doing. If they know you're going to check it, they're going to be less likely to go and do things that they know they're not supposed to do because they're, they know they're being monitored. Um, but it's just really important. You know, adjusting privacy settings and using parental controls for online games and apps and social media sites on all their elect- electronic devices, not just a computer, but their phones, their tablets, all of those things can have uh, parameters and settings on them, parental controls that can keep them from going to places you don't want them to go. Uh, teaching them age-appropriate alerts and uh, potential signs of things that could be dangerous. You know, if you're um, 
in a game, doing a video game, and someone's talking, and, you know, maybe they say this or this or this, then, you know, that that might not, those are red flags. You need to know if someone's asking you to go talk with them alone or meet you or where do you live or, you know, important um detailed information you don't ever want to give that out online and i always told my kids and i encourage parents even today is that um we all like to post kids photos of our kids of our family and you know that's just part of social media we love doing that but you have to understand that whatever you put out there is on the internet and not only is it on the internet if you have it public for everyone, but it stays on the internet. And, um, you know, there are just people that are looking, looking. And now with Google Maps and things like that, they can find out where people live. And I'm not trying to scare anyone out there, but I'm trying to light a fire under you to let you know that there are people that that's all they have on their agenda is to harm or to do bad. And you could fall victim to that. So be wise. Be wise for yourself. Be wise for your kids. Uh, It's just so important that we understand, you know, do your research. Get online yourself and find out what are the potential dangers for kids. And how can you block where you live online so that people can't find out where you live. And, you know, these kinds of things because that is all potentially dangerous you know we live in a world where it's all out there um and it could be harmful and you've got to be strong here you could have the best kid and they'll use that well i've never done anything there's no reason for you to treat me like this and you've got to be strong and have your mind made up and you've got to have a response and you can say you look this is my job and i'm going to do my job And you may hate me, but one day you'll thank me. I'm going to do my job, and if it means we don't have a relationship because I'm trying to keep you safe, then I'm willing to suffer that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've worked three years as a case manager in the foster care program. Children in foster care, you're not allowed to put their picture online or even in the newspaper Mm -hmm. because there may be a relative out there that's trying to find them and harm them or kidnap them. And so if if that is the protective measures for children in foster care, that's good protective measures for your own children. Don't put your name and your in- information online because a bad person can find it and use it. Mm-hmm. And be strong. Be a strong parent. Have a conversation. If it's every day, if it's all day long, if it's attitude after attitude, be a parent. Be strong and say, this is why I'm doing it, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm the parent, and it's my job, and I'm going to do my job. And just don't don't back up and don't back off and don't give in. Um, And, you know, it's always good to have a common place in your home, a common area, uh, living room, dining room, some place where public public for your your computers um, and places like that. 
Of course, the phones and the tablets sometimes are a little harder to monitor because, you know, those can have different parameters on them and controls compared to some of the things that they might need for schoolwork where it is hard sometimes to do some research when you've got some of those parental controls on there. But you can go in and you can help them and you can modify those one by one uh, for them to be able to do what they need to do. But, um, you know, don't, the thing is, it's out in the open. It's out in the open. Everything's out in the open. And you model that as a parent as well. Um, on the flip side, if you are an adult and you are communicating with kids online, you know, there's teachers that are communicating online now and there's coaches that are communicating with athletes and there's tutors that are working with kids and there's, you know, all kinds of virtual things that are going on because all kinds of lessons and teachings that are going on virtually because we cannot meet in person. And so... Um, Keep that in mind for yourself. Protect yourself. Make sure that everything's out in the open. Make sure that what you're doing, you're documenting. Make sure that you don't um, say or do anything that could be misconstrued into something other than what you intentionally meant. And as an adult, it's sad that we have to protect ourselves from these things. But as an adult, if you're working with kids, you've got to protect yourself as well. Uh, from things. Not that kids are going to prey on you, but, you know, things can be said or done that you might not have intended. And uh, you just want to protect yourself. You always want to remember, what are the unintended consequences of my actions? What happens if I talk to a child in private? What happens, you know, what happens? And so, um, you know, be careful on the other side of that as well because you could find yourself in a bad situation uh, when, with that type of thing too. And we have a lot of that going on now because of the coronavirus. So be very careful. You know, I'm thinking of a situation we had some years ago where uh, some high school kids were being assigned research by a teacher and they're parental controls, their filters on their computers wouldn't allow them to do the research. And mm -hmm. so they went to the teacher and said, you know, we have parental controls. We have filters on our computers. We can't get this research done. And that teacher was very uh, res uh, rebellious, not rebellious, but he, he wouldn't change. And so the parents had the choice of either removing the filters or talking to the principal. And if you're confronted with that situation, this was not age-appropriate for this age of teenager, for an 18-year-old maybe, 16-year-old, no. And so you've just, and, and good teachers are tainted by bad teachers, mm -hmm. and good schools are tainted by bad teachers. And sometimes teachers don't think what they're doing mm -hmm. is a problem with it. But if a parent, I mean, who's the final authority here? If you go to the leadership of the school and say, you know what, we don't allow this. This isn't age appropriate. I have a problem with this. I'm asking you to change it. If you have a valid complaint, I think you'll be heard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't foresee any of that happening in the future. Teachers have gotten so much better about being aware of these things. But it's just another situation where you're the parent mm -hmm. and you're responsibility does not stop at the front of the school or at the front of the door. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop anywhere. That's your child, and you're responsible for mm -hmm. that child's health and well-being and mm -hmm. safety. And, be, you know, be watching that. You know, is, is your child uh, participating in um, hangouts or chat rooms or whatever with uh, 
people that are uh, in authority over them, teachers, coaches, you know, things like that, um, you know, be aware of what's going on. And, um, you know, we're blessed to live in a safe community here where everybody kind of knows everybody and, and it's safe, but not every area is safe and not everybody knows everybody everywhere. So, uh, you know, just being aware of what your kids are doing and who they're talking to and what they're doing uh, on their online time and even in person as well. Uh, limiting their time online is really important as well. That's uh, something that you want to do. And I know, again, with them spending more time online because of schoolwork and doing different things because we've had some changes and that may continue for some people, um, they're spending a little bit more time on there. So one thing that you can do is you can get software that has um, content control. And it'll cost you a little bit of money. And there was one that was created back in 1995. And it was a great and still is rated number one. Uh, in 2017, it was still rated number one in uh, content control software. And it's called Net Nanny. N-E-T Nanny. And uh, we had this when it first yep. came out on our computers. And um, it was a filter that was uh, just, it blocked images and content, profanity, uh, different things that, um, you know, you put in there. You controlled what you wanted it to block. And then you could go in and you could remove it if you were going to do research or something like that. But, it, you know, it had one person that was the administrator or both people could both parents could be the administrator, but, you know, you went in there and you, you kind of designed it for you and your family and your kids and the ages of your kids. Uh, there's nothing wrong with putting content control software on your computers and on your devices because this will uh, help your kids uh, to be able to make good choices and it'll just keep them from the danger that's out there and it's available for computers and phone activity tablets all of the devices that kids are on now and that's not the only one there are several other uh, content control softwares out there that you can purchase that will help you to be able to protect your kids uh, and the devices that they're on that they're you know doing schoolwork or entertaining themselves with different things so um Check that out and see if that's something that you feel might be a benefit to you and your family. Then um, I would definitely check into that and see if that will help you to be able to monitor uh, what your family's doing online in the virtual world. And you can't be there 100% all the time. You can't be looking over their shoulder all the time. But with teaching and training of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, what's expected of them, and what you are going to do as a parent, then open communication, allowing them to be able to come to you if they're fearful or if they've messed up or whatever it is, and um, be able to you know have someone to come and talk to, not be condemned. I'm not saying you can't bring consequences. I'm just saying that you know they're not condemned or shamed. They are just uh, taught. And, you know, we move on and we fix the problem with controls and things like that. So as a parent, you step in uh, and you do the right thing that you need to do to protect your kids. You know, one thing that's effective with teenagers is you do have the ability to wreck your life. And you're the one that's mm -hmm. got to live it. If you wreck it, I can't fix it. I can't help you. Don't wreck it. Be smart. Mm -hmm. Don't be stupid. 
Make good choices. Make good decisions. Watch out who you hang out with. Watch out what you do. Don't think just because you didn't get caught, it's okay. This might be bad stuff. Leave it alone. Don't wreck your life. Have a vision for your life. What do you want to be able to say you've done by the time you're 25, by the time you're 30? Where do you want to go? What are your goals in life? Don't, don't, I mean, if, if you're the kind of parent, or let's say it this way. If someone ridicules you for protecting your children, just go off on them. Lose your mind and tell them how it is and how dare they say anything to you about protecting your children. You have the right. And I wouldn't let anyone intimidate me about what I'm choosing is a safe place for my children. And, you know, you you have to live with the consequences of your choices as a parent, whether you uh, permit or whether you put parental controls or whether you allow um, behavior, because um, at the end of the day, you're responsible and you, you know, you have to live with the outcome of that. Now, that doesn't mean that when kids go out and do stupid things and bad things, it's a parent's fault. I am not one that's saying that at all because we teach our kids, we give them the best foundation that we can, we do the very best we can as parents, and sometimes kids go out and still make stupid choices. But every group of kids knows who the easy parents are and who the watchful parents are. Every group of kids know who the that's easy right. ones are and who the watchful ones are. And let me tell you something. Sometimes... Uh, it's a scary situation for kids, and they want to be in a safe place. They want age-appropriate stuff. There's always the older kids that want to come around and be Fonzie or be cool and do stuff that the younger kids can't do. And I'll tell you what, some kids don't want to be around that. Protect your kids. You won't regret it. Uh, what about being overprotective? I, don't, I wouldn't even worry about that. If you think it's appropriate, it's not overprotective. That's right. And, you know, there's a lot that goes on online. There's cyberbullying and uh, cyberstalking, um, grooming for sexual predators, you know, all of these things that happen, not only just the content online, but also these things where uh, kids are being bullied and talked into different things. And, um, you know, just be aware of who your kids are talking to and what they're talking about. Uh, because it's important. Um, there's been situations where kids have um, harmed themselves or they've been harmed by someone else. And if parents had known what those conversations were and who they were talking to, they might have been able to prevent the outcome of some of those situations. Not always, but in some situations you can. And so be aware of what your kids are doing. Be the parent. Step up. Love your children, train your children, but love them enough to protect them. And I'm not saying that if you don't, you know, you don't love them. I'm just saying that sometimes love is hard love. It's okay tough to love, say it that way. Love, love them enough to protect them. <laughs> tough love. Uh, and we all want to be our kids' friends, but sometimes we just have to do the right thing. We so. used to go walking out across the field, and Mom would make us take a hoe in case we ran across a rattlesnake. She loved us enough to protect us. Love your children enough to forewarn them and tell them why you're being so rigid. Yep. Well, we've enjoyed our time with you tonight talking about keeping your kids safe online. We'll be continuing more discussions on online issues with kids and families uh, in the future. And so we uh, 
thank you again for having us be a part of your home. Thank you so much for inviting us into your homes tonight. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. We'll see you next week right here at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.